Hello to everyone tuning into the Highly Optimized Podcast today. My name is Ryan Sprague, and throughout this podcast, I will be showcasing individuals who are living a life beat to their own drum, sharing their stories, and revealing their valuable information for you listeners on how you can effectively take life into your own control, what steps to take to create your own path, and how to maximize your results in manifesting your dreams in this reality. Stopping by to flow and share his journey with us today is a man who in his one lifetime has worn many different hats. He has an absolutely incredible story of moving from being a traveling competitive motocrosser into a life that is much more focused on not only his own health and well-being, but also helping others achieve the same results. His journey includes a dark night of the soul in which his own experience with the pain teacher allowed him the gift of going within and discovering what the lesson being given to him was and moving up into the present day The wisdom of that answer has led to his business, passion, and identity as specialized health and exercise coaching. Join us as we dive into the story of my man, Jason Ganzuk, in today's episode of the Highly Optimized Podcast. Jason, my man, welcome. Thanks, brother, man, for having me on the show. (laughs) Of course, man. Yeah, dude. And, uh, you know, of course, we're bag brothers, you know, and (laughs) <laughs> As people aren't going to be seeing the recording, at least when they're listening to this, you know, on Spotify or iTunes. But, you know, Jason and I were both big fans of the Volcano Vaporizer. And, you know, really the first time I talk about this actually uh, in the outro that I wrote for you, but I feel it's worth mentioning now. And there's this certain look, right? And it's a quality, right? We were talking about this the other day. There's a certain look that I get from certain people that just immediately tells me like, oh, this person and I, we're going to get along like bread and butter, right? And or like peanut butter and jelly. I feel like bread and butter, not everyone agrees with peanut butter and jelly. More people agree with that. Because I'm the peanut butter though. Yes. <laughs> I'll be the jelly any day, you know, <laughs> sticky substance, you know? And so I was at Paul Checks with Jason for a workshop. It was the Mandala workshop, right? I don't think we had met at Zen in the Garden. Maybe we had, but you know, who knows? But uh, we were at the Mandala workshop and I made a bag. I was making tons of bags, just like making them nonstop. And I gave one to Jason and the look he gave me was like, I had just given him a PlayStation one on the sixth birthday. Right. Like, and it was like that look that like someone who understands the value of plant medicines and also just like the simplicities of life will give you that allow you to remember how beautiful the simplicities in life are. And so Jason, you gifted that to me, man. And so to have you on the show is such an honor, man. And I'm so excited to get to riff with you today and share your journey with the listeners. And a part that I love really starting at is how you got started here, right? Of course, you know, the version of you that I see you as now and the version that people will find when they find you on Instagram is from, you know, what I've been aware of from your story, not the version you started as, right? Which like big surprise, we're all evolving. But, you know, I'd love if you could, you know, go back and, you know, kind of talk about that, that hero's journey you went on, right? With switching identities, with being visited by the pain teacher and how you came through on the other side and, you know, really how you came to be who you are sitting in front of me right now. Definitely, man. Yeah, I've had a lot of, um, a lot of visits with the pain teacher and I've uh, been learning a lot from it. As you know, the pain teachers comes into our life to really teach us what we need to learn in order for us not to be making the same mistakes again. Really, I feel like the pain teacher comes into our life for us to really establish a deep-rooted connection with our soul and spirit. Mm. So when it comes to connecting with your soul and having soul guidance, that is what really allows you to really learn everything out of the pain that you can be currently in. Have it be physical pain, have it be mental, emotional, and spiritual pain. So, yeah, I am extremely grateful for all of the experience I've had with the pain teacher and continue to because 
you know, we're going to be healing for the rest of our life. It's not like you get to a point and you're like, okay, I'm done healing. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm finished. You know, mm-hmm. that's it. We're always evolving, changing and adapting with life. And as we're adapting and changing, pain comes into our life so we can fully develop and have an awareness that really everything is happening for us, not to us. Yes. And that is one of the biggest lessons that I've had to learn throughout my journey is this isn't happening to me. It's happening for me. Mm. And until I accepted that, there was a lot of resistance with life. But kind of to go back and, and touch upon really what brought me to where I'm at now, which I'm 29 years of age. I raced professional motocross for about 12 and a half, 13 years. I started riding dirt bikes when I was age four with a little <laughs> three-wheeler. <laughs> I had my first broken bone age six, which was a collarbone. Oh. And just pretty much from age four all the way up to about, let's see here, 20. So that may, may even be longer racing motocross. So about 20, I was competing in motocross. Literally every single weekend, I would be on the road traveling, traveling to Texas, traveling to Florida, traveling to Washington, pretty much all around the world and doing a lot of the traveling with my dad racing motocross. Had a lot of injuries. I've broken over 32 bones. I've broken my back three times and broken my collarbone over 14 times, my left side eight times, broken my leg many times. But the severity of my injuries actually resided in my head. I've had over 16 concussions where I was completely knocked out unconscious. So I probably had more concussions where I wasn't knocked out unconscious. Mm. So that being said, all of the injuries I've had, including the concussions, brought me to get involved in health. Now, I only have a fourth grade education. I don't like using the word I dropped out of school. What I did is I ended up realizing my school is life. What they're trying to teach me in structured schooling isn't really applicable to what I want to do in life. Mm. At that time, my dream, my vision was to become a professional motocross athlete and have that be my career for the rest of my life. When you're racing motocross, you pretty much retire in your mid-30s, 40s due to the injuries that you've had. So it's a short career to a certain extent but if you're successful you're able to retire and have enough income to support yourself and your family for the rest of your life Hmm. of course depending on how successful you were so with the broken bones is i was really never able to fully heal and recover from those injuries i would go to pt i would go to specialists other doctors and they weren't properly treating me and i was starting to realize this it's like okay they're rehabbing my shoulder they're rehabbing my back it gets better in rehab, and then I go back to competing again, and then it gets hurt. It's like, okay, what is missing? So that really brought me to dive deep more into the body, kinesiology, anatomy. Then I got more involved in nutrition, seeing that there was a big component with diet and lifestyle that had to do with a lot of you know, recovering from injuries. That would be a broken bone, a muscle tear, a ligament tear, et cetera. And that's how I started to kind of see what was missing when they were assessing me. When I'd come in with a shoulder injury, realizing that the shoulder injury was just a byproduct of not having a properly functioning core. And then I discovered Paul Check. And I discovered Paul Check when I was actually 15 years of age because I was living down south in Southern California training with a professional motocross athlete who was retired named Ryan Hughes. He also goes by Rhino. Mm. Incredible guy. And he's someone who's really shifted my life around because. It was him who introduced me to Paul Check. Him and Paul are really good friends. And Paul was helping me with a lot of my off-the-bike conditioning and training for motocross. 
So as soon as I got in touch with Paul, read his book, How to Eat, Move, and Be Healthy, I'm like, bam, this is it. This is what has been missing in all of the areas that I've been studying in regards to nutrition, movement, lifestyle, et cetera. And that's when I dive deep into the Czech stuff at age 15 and a half, 16. And pretty much from there up till now, I've been studying it very comprehensively day in, day out. I've spent a lot of one-on-one time working with Paul as well. And that's given me the resources and understanding of the body and seeing how it's a cybernetic integrated system to where, okay, now I have these injuries that were still lingering at that time throughout my 20s. And I was able to rehab myself back to where I'm optimally healthy, to where I'm not in pain. When I was having doctors and specialists tell me I was pretty much going to be having to live with the discomfort of my shoulder, my back, and then also a lot of my concussions, which I'll get into very shortly. So that's what gave me a passion for health, more so a passion to live fully. I feel like we have healthy people, then we have people, and it creates a division and a separation. I feel like a healthy person is one who can just really experience life fully. Unfortunately, we've had to put that term in word health to separate the people who are, you know, sick and not able to experience life fully. So it just gave me a passion for realizing we can experience life not being in consistent pain. Just because we've had an injury doesn't mean we have to deal with it and be in pain for the rest of our life. Also, you know, with emotions as well, just because everyone has been, uh, majority of people are experiencing anxiety, doesn't mean that that's okay for me to be experiencing anxiety, realizing where anxiety is coming from as well. And that's something that you really don't commonly see when you search the web for anxiety treatments. They're really not pinpointing and highlighting the origin and root of anxiety. And I have that understanding on what's the root of anxiety? What's the root of depression? What's the root of PTSD? What's the root of a shoulder injury? What's the root of a back injury? From a lot of the stuff that I've been able to learn and experiment and put into practice that I've learned by Paul Check. Mm. Now, when it comes to the brain injuries that I've had, which has been a very dark, enlightening journey and dark because I went to a traumatic brain injury center, which I don't want to mention the name. And I went there a couple years ago and they overdosed me on ketamine and actually left me in the treatment room, overdosed on ketamine, left the clinic and pretty much had me there completely alone where I had to crawl on all fours to the front lobby where I ended up passing out completely unconscious for about two and a half hours, almost died. Now, it was, it, there was a lady that was walking in front of the clinic with like high heels or something that she was making a stepping noise and a sound, which kind of woke me up and started me. And as soon as I woke up, luckily, I had my phone in my pocket, get my phone and call 911, call my dad. And immediately they came to pretty much rescue and save me. And when they got to me, my heart rate was 28. So literally, I was like just barely, barely hanging on for life. And that was mm-hmm. Extremely traumatizing. And yet here I am going to a traumatic brain injury center, wanting to get help, wanting to heal my brain, getting stem cell therapy, TMS, NADs, and then ketamine therapies. And here they are overdosing me on the ketamine. Of course, it was by accident, but they panicked and left me. Yeah. <laughs> that, <laughs> Not that the is right move. Beyond malpractice right there. Yeah. Like yeah. really, that is that is sickening what they what they did to me mm. in the abandonment. And, and scare that I was in coming out of that, I got suicidal and I even attempted to kill myself that evening after they brought me back to the place I was staying at. 
And that was about three and a half years ago. And after that, I had to spend a month doing a lot of one-on-one coaching with Paul just to bring my brain back online from a lot of the trauma that I went through throughout that ketamine experience. So that's giving me a completely different understanding on traumatic brain injuries right now being 29. And that happened when I was around 26. So it's opened me up now to really doing a lot of um, concussion work with clients. Because when it comes to concussions, the first place, of course, we're focusing on and, and looking is the brain. And that was one of the big misunderstandings that I even had in studying the check system. It doesn't go into detail on concussions, of course. I mean, you have a good enough understanding of the body to where you can understand what you can do to heal concussions, diet, lifestyle, proper movement, et cetera, infant development. But now studying traditional Chinese medicine and working as a medical Qigong energy therapist, now I'm able to see, okay, the kidneys. The kidneys are pretty much the housing of memory, retention, concentration, focus, clarity, et cetera. And realizing through a lot of the impact I've had on my head, I had a really significant kidney deficiency. To be exact, I had a kidney yin deficiency, predominating kidney yang deficiency. And that was, that was pretty much robbing my brain of energy, robbing my brain of nutrients because of the, the issue I had in my kidneys. So it, if it wasn't for what happened with the ketamine, it wouldn't have brought me to dive deeper into studying the brain and the complexity of really what goes on in the brain when there's a concussion, seeing how the kidneys are automatically impacted when you have just one blow to the head. And since I've had 16 plus, a lot of blows were being brought to my kidneys. So I've, I've been able to implement that into my work now, working as a medical Qigong therapist. Uh, certified Czech holistic health practitioner, and then also a plant medicine facilitator and integrative therapist with plant medicine, psychedelics, and theogenics. So Mm. to kind of encapsulate everything I said is it was pretty full within that amount of time. I had a lot of injuries. I've broken 32 bones and I've had over 16 concussions. I wasn't being properly treated and diagnosed for years with a lot of my broken bones. And that brought me to dive deeper into movement, anatomy, kinesiology, nutrition. And then I got in touch with Paul Check, met him. And that's when I dived right into the Czech system. And then I realized, okay, Paul has so much knowledge that he's implemented and wisdom that I need to work with him one-on-one. He needs to be a mentor of mine that I can really do a lot of one-on-one coaching with for my own development, not just to share with my clients as well. And that's why even up to this day, I'll still invest, you know, he's expensive to work with and he's worth every penny, but I'll easily invest 25 to $30,000 to work with him for a couple of weeks to a month, one-on-one, because I'm able to really heal myself in areas that I wasn't even aware of. And yes. that's the beauty of living is healing areas within inside of ourselves that we haven't been able to be aware of without avoiding it and trying to escape it because we don't like the way it feels the shadow yes. part of us. But the shadow part of us is really where we have to nurture, what we mm-hmm. have to nurture with inside of ourselves. And if we run away from it, we're going to be, be projecting that fear and loneliness out onto everyone else. And mm. you can't be really a coach to help people if you're projecting that out on other people. Yes. That's why it's been so important for me to make sure I'm able to be a clean vessel when I'm doing my work. So I'm not projecting my insecurities, my fears out onto other people. You know, that's one of the main reasons. First of all, what an incredible journey. And I have a lot of notes we're going to get into, but just on that last thing you said, 
I always tell people binary language, acknowledge and accepted. If your coach doesn't have a coach, start asking questions because any coach that thinks I'm good, right? Or doesn't even think that, but just doesn't think about that is going to end up hurting you more than they offer you in the process. And that's something that I firmly believe, right? And I 100% agree with you. You know, like if people saw how much I would invest in myself and how much I have invested in myself, like over the past year, especially during the pandemic and all this stuff, I trust myself. That's one of my values. My core values is trust, right? So going off the evidence, how I've been able to work through my life in the past, I have no problem investing large amounts of money in myself in order to hack the real most valuable resource in life, which it's not money, it's time, right? And so, yeah, could you have spent, God, one-tenth the money than working with Paul, you know, working with other people and learning stuff yourself and gotten there? Maybe, sure, right? But how long would it have taken you? And how long do you have on this planet, right? And so that's the question that I feel... Personally, I don't have enough people, I haven't met enough people asking, right? And of course, like I've met a lot of people that ask that, but it's a very small circle when you think about like the scope of seven and a half billion people. How can I hack time? Because really, you'll ask any billionaire that's on their deathbed, do they want more money or time? Guarantee what they're all answering is time, right? Because, you know, unless, uh, you know, I'm not going to say that we haven't figured it out yet, but, you know, at least in the mainstream, we haven't figured out how to hack time yet. So, you know, I am... 100% in agreement with you on that, that I feel the most important thing is for us to find ways that we can do that right now that might be like, for instance, someone getting like, uh, if you want to learn how to dance, getting a dance coach, you know why, because you're going to be able to learn it faster and get the hell on the dance floor and experience what it feels like to be a goddamn dancer versus like, oh, learn in my house and save money, you know, and And we haven't even got into the whole part that money is currency and it's energy and it wants to flow. And the more that you hold it back, the more you're restricting the flow of life. All that's part of it as well. But what I really wanted to hop into, too, is a couple things that I wrote down, which is, yes, the pain teacher can sting, can be miserable, can suck, right? And the other side is always worth it. And a download that I literally just got was I always, you know, say that to my clients and and to myself too, right? When I'm going through something dark, I'm like, the other side's worth it, right? But what I also just realized is the other side is all there is. What are you going to do? Stay in the pain you're in? Like, it's not like you can be like, nope, sorry, I'm, I'm going to put that on the autopilot and I don't feel the pain anymore. I'll let the pain know when I want it to come back and then I'll decide if I want to work through it. It's like, no, nah, that shit's there regardless, right? So the only choice you have at that point, if you are to make a choice, is to move into it. The best way out is through. And so I 100% agree with you and really found so much passion, you know, in your journey, right? Because it reminded me a lot of stages of my life I've gone through, right? I have not dealt with the things you have dealt with. And that is incredibly amazing. I mean, especially being able to go through that ketamine experience and be sitting here talking to me, extremely intelligent, extremely with it. That's the kind of dark night of a soul that any person, period, let let alone any person who's a fan of plant medicines and entheogens and, you know, dissociatives and these things, never wants to experience, right? Especially when it's in a private professional establishment, right? Like it's one thing if you're doing it on, you know, off a spoon of the music festival, like, yeah, there's some shit that can happen and go wrong there, right? But you don't expect those same things to go wrong in that setting. And I imagine that's what made part of that so traumatizing, right? Is it wasn't that what happened, it was where in the set and setting of how it happened, you know, if that makes sense. Definitely. And, you know, another thing that I want to highlight is, you know, this was a, this was an intensive two week treatment that I was going through and to kind of just make a long story short, never once did they assess my breathing. Never once did they assess my Atlas. 
my my hearing or anything like that. I mean, they they missed out on a lot of key things that play a role in any sort of injury or traumatic brain injury. They didn't assess my breathing or any of that. Those are all key things that need to be assessed and properly evaluated and corrected. Doesn't matter what illness, disease, or dysfunction imbalance there is in the body. And here I am going to a two-week treatment, spending $30,000 to get all of these advanced therapies that they're doing on me. And not once they assessed my breathing, my atlas, or anything like that. Well, it ended up having to be that I had a pretty significant atlas subluxation. Now, for a lot of our listeners, they may not be familiar with what the atlas is or what a subluxation is. But the atlas is one of the hierarchy symbols in the Czech totem pole. But the point I'm getting at is our atlas is our C1, our first vertebra on our Mm -hmm. cervical spine. Our upper cervical spines are C1, C2, C3. Now, everything below the C3 are slaves to what's above the C3. So our atlas, if our atlas is subluxed, if it's out of alignment, since every nerve in the body passes through the atlas, if it's subluxed, it can cause a compression on any nerves, including Mm. multiple nerves, where you can have knee pain, digestive issues, concentration issues, brain fog, because the atlas is not in alignment. And they didn't check me for that. And that's something Paul assessed me on. Paul checked when I went to go coach with him after this whole incident happened. And my spinal cord was actually being pinched as well. Mm. So the reason I'm sharing this is before anyone invests in a, a very expensive, it doesn't even have to be expensive, but any sort of a treatment to really do your homework and make sure that they know what they're doing. Mm. And if you see any red flags, do what you can to voice it to where you can get yourself out of it or so they can become aware of it. And that's a mistake that I had to learn myself going through it and realizing this all. When I had this understanding, I should have spoken up for myself, but I didn't at the time because I was really hurt still Mm. at that time. So it's just important to understand because breathing, since the majority of the population has an inverted breathing pattern or breathing pattern dysfunction, since breathing is the most important function and nutrient in the whole body, without it, we're dead. Mm-hmm. Just focusing on breathing, that's why breath work is so beneficial and people feel so good doing breath work, is because they're learning how to properly breathe. Mm. They can actually learn how to take a full inhalation and a full exhalation when most people are not, not even fully exhaling. So they're holding their breath all day, all night, which is what's leading to a lot of anxiety and a lot of mental emotional disorders. Mm-hmm. That's just really, really important. That's one big thing I learned too. Of course, with everything else I went through as a motocross athlete, not being properly assessed. And here I go to spend a lot of money on one of the best treatments pretty much in the world for concussions. And here, here they are not doing proper evaluation and intakes and assessments. Yeah. Not only not doing the proper intake, but leaving you for what dead. I mean, that's insane. I can imagine about making mistakes, especially when, when you're thinking about a, a very high priced type endeavor like that you don't expect them to make mistakes at all right but i can imagine like humans make mistakes like a little calculation is off but that is like a major fuck up i mean that is like you talk about like completely foobar fucked up beyond all repair and luckily it was repairable but i mean that's really only because you're aware enough to know the right people to call i mean imagine if you hadn't known check at that point what would have happened right could you have found someone sure right the opportunities out there would it have happened as fast 
I highly doubt it. And then, then what would that have meant for your business, your life? I mean, really just, yeah, those two things in general. I mean, really your life as a whole, right? Your relationships, your connection to the world, to yourself, to all the things that matter for you. And, you know, one of the things I wanted to touch on, right, is because for me, the big sleeping elephant in the room is how have you been able to create a mindset, heart set, spirit set that has allowed you to be able to move through these things with grace and ease. And I imagine that when you hear the terms grace and ease, you're like, there was probably nothing graceful or easy about that, right? But looking at it now, right? Think about how many people, and again, like I've come from this place before, so I'm not putting myself on any pedestal, but think about how many people are life is happening to them. And the victim mentality is sneaky like that. It'll sneak in when you least expect it, and it'll it'll change its language, and, and you'll get stuck in it in other ways. So how have you been able to navigate or circumnavigate through the victim mentality and through things happening to you to arrive at this place where even still, when things have seriously happened that are like life or death, you've been able to come out of that with these still happen for me. Like, what's the process like? Are you meditating a lot? Like, are you doing, again, a lot of breath work? Is it a whole different area than that too? A combination of say inner work, plant medicines, having the right mentors? Like, what's your formula there? Yeah, and I'm more than happy to share it. And, Mm. you know, just to highlight one thing, you know, my formula isn't going to be a formula for everybody. So it's Mm. not that teaching this is the only way and it has to be this way for it to work it's just been what's been most applicable for me to where i can experience joy and love from it and with it so i'd say the biggest thing for me that's really opened me up is hitting rock bottom and staying at rock bottom for a while and being in the pain being in the dark and not seeing any light at the end of the tunnel and that got me to the point where i was so upset and so angry where it's like you know what f it i am really just going to start taking matters into my own hands, doing my own investigation, doing my own research and doing this thing that I've heard for a while. And that's just connecting with your soul. You know, and I did a lot of different techniques and strategies, different guided meditations to really bring you in touch with your soul. And all of that peeled back the layers to really bring me down to my, my higher self, my, my core. And then really from that, I just started to communicate with my soul as if I have a relationship with my companion, my girlfriend, my dad, my friend, and healing that relationship with my soul. Because everything that we say negative about ourselves, everything that we think negative about ourselves, I mean, the average person thinks 68,000 thoughts a day, which 90% are negative. Mm -hmm. So all of that is conversation that we're having with our soul. So when we talk negative about ourselves and we're thinking negative about ourselves, that is all being shared to our soul and we need to heal that. So it's something as simple as saying, dear soul, I appreciate you. Thank you for being here and opening yourself up to where we can heal together and opening yourself up to where you can guide and we can have that connection because it's injuries like the ones I've had It's injuries like the ones you've had It's injuries like the ones the majority of the population has to where it requires soul guidance and soul connection to where you can learn what it's teaching you because every illness, every disease, every disorder is there to teach you something, teach you something. And in order for you to really learn what it has to teach you, you need to have soul connection and guidance. And from that place, it's allowed me to observe, to see things from a different perspective. As an example, I injured my neck a week ago, and I haven't been able to see my atlas specialist to put my atlas back in place because that's what's going on. 
So I'm in excruciating pain and I've been in for the last week. I've had to cancel a lot of my work over the last couple of days because of it. Now I can be having the attitude like, ah, F, fuck, why did this happen? Oh, great. Now I can't work. Now I'm in pain. Oh, this is taking energy from me. It's robbing me of vitamin C, et cetera. That's the attitude that's going to be feeding the pain and creating it to be bigger and harder for you. Instead of looking at it and being like, okay, I've had a very busy last couple months here where I've been working a lot more than what I plan to do. Maybe this injury came up to have me slow down, be more quiet, doctor quiet, rest more, take some time not working, be more out in nature as I haven't been able to be outside as much as I would like since I've been working so many hours throughout the day. So looking at it that way, observing it that way, having a healthy relationship with it to where it's actually teaching me and allowing me to optimally grow spiritually. And that's what's really allowed me to, uh, to see beauty in the pain and for the pain to teach me what it needs to teach me instead of feeding it what it thrives off of. And that is anger, upset, poor me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was beautifully said, man. And, you know, really what I thought of is things in life simply happen right? They're neutral. They're not bad or good. And this is, you know, everyone has seen one of these memes before where it's the, you know, guy, you know, being like, I wish I had what he had. And there's another guy in a wheelchair, like, I wish I had legs, you know, and it's like, it, it always shows you that it's really our perspective on life that makes life ultimately what it is. And so what I've come to notice is that you're going to go through this anyway. It's like we talked about earlier with the pain teacher, like the pain teacher is there, right? You can either choose to play the poor me card, the victim. And and you know what? You have every right to if you want to. Yeah, you can think of it happening that way if you so choose. You are the creator of your existence. And if that is what feels best for you, then go ahead and do that. But I call bullshit. I don't think that's the best way that I don't think that makes you feel any better. And I know because I've done it. And I know that those times I've done that, I'm still in the same pain and I don't feel any better. And for me, that was one of my pain teachers where I actually had to start saying, okay, you know what? These things happen. I had daily headaches for over two years, every single day, headache, annoying as hell. Part was my Atlas <laughs> as well. And I uh, went through quite a few different chiropractic sessions and actually figured out it was stored emotions and, you know, the whole further down the rabbit hole that we can get into emotions and such. But I had a choice at that time. You know, it was either all these things are happening to me and that manifested more of what I didn't want in my life. And that made me feel then even worse about my situation. Or I could say, you know what, at least my neck works good enough that I can stand up straight and I'm not paralyzed, right? Like you can always find, and there's an endless sea of gratitude floating around us. And this is a big download I had a week ago where I noticed myself come out of a high vibe state for just a second, right? I had like already run upstairs three times. I wasn't stoned either. I know what you guys are thinking, but I had run upstairs like three times to get stuff to leave and I go to get my keys. They're not on the back of the door. Where could they be? They're probably upstairs. So I'm like, oh, I got to go upstairs. And I was quasi smiling. Like I wasn't too upset about it. But I noticed for a second, I was like, I did notice a dip in my vibration. And then I said to myself, well, at least I have really awesome legs that can get upstairs. And like, there was something that happened. Because again, when you're in that high vibe state, there's so much right brain activity happening. There's so many qualitative things in nature that can't really be measured, but can be felt and experienced, which is what the right brain is all based on. And I had this experience where, I actually got to like dip my hand and cut my hand into the endless sea of gratitude existing around me. And I was like, oh my God. And it just completely changed my outlook. And so, you know, for anyone listening, 
I imagine your number one brain, your logical brain is saying like, this is bullshit. This is bullshit. Yeah. For that brain, maybe it is, but is that the right tool for the job? Right. Or is this whole experience seeking you to find something deeper, to find something that is already your birthright, to find something that is already there, but to get the shooken up snow globe, like we were talking about right the other day. And also with uh, busy lives and the things we do as entrepreneurs and as people that are go-getters, we have a life that is a shaken up snow globe. Allow that to settle and watch what beauty you can see in that snow globe. Because if it's always shaken up, you can never actually sit back and enjoy the picture within it, you know? And I just think that's so powerful. It reminded me of that. Definitely. And, you know, opening ourselves up to see things from a different perspective, a lot of it has to do on our thoughts because, Mm. you know, our thoughts are all limiting. They all narrow us and we have a tunnel vision on whatever that thought is, you know, expressing energetically. So I have the thought. I hurt my neck. Oh gosh, now I can't work. Well, I'm going to be seeing things from that perspective. So for example, something I learned learned by Paul Check, and I'm sure you've learned it is the mind flip trick with the Mm -hmm. coin, taking your negative thought, flipping it, stating it from a positive perspective, and then stating your dream. So instead of I hurt my neck, I can't work. My neck is injured right now to where I am learning how to rest right now, because Mm -hmm. I need the energy to where I can really get back to working. So Mm -hmm. this is teaching me what I need to do to where I can recharge myself optimally. Mm-hmm. And I'm changing the thought and automatically my perspective changes. So that's something that we can do. And guess what? It's free. We can change our <laughs> perspective by just changing our thought. And that's something I respect so much about you, other Czech practitioners, including myself, is having said I've spent so much money on healing, it doesn't require that. And that's something <laughs> I've learned. You don't have to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to heal, heal serious injuries. And that's what we teach is the simplicity of being healthy, the simplicity of not just healing, but curing the illnesses and diseases that we've, we've taken on for teachers in our life, for the pain teacher to come in and teach us. Mm-hmm. And it, it is a simple, something as simple as Tai Chi, Qigong. And the uh, saying I like sharing with people is, Tai Chi is like duct tape. It fixes everything. And there's a lot in that, though, because if you really understand the practice of Tai Chi, Qigong, which are all branches of martial arts, you can understand the anatomy of the energy in our body. With that being said, you realize that you can overcome anything that's holding you back from an illness and a disease, even if it's cancer. I've heard miraculous stories of medical Qigong therapists and doctors treating cancer patients and being able to cure them of cancer in as little as one or two sessions. Now that isn't as common as it taking more sessions for that. But I'm saying when it comes to these severe diseases like cancer, Qigong, in my opinion, is one of the number one things you can do for a great curing rate. Mm. Practicing Qigong daily is just one of the most incredibly healing things you can do for yourself. Active meditation. And that allows you to detach from the monkey mind to where you can really start connecting with your intention. Since intention is spirit and movement in motion, so you can use your intention to direct the energy in your body. Because imagination leads the mind and the mind leads the chi, the chi, the energy. So through our imagination and our intention, we can lead the mind and lead the energy. So knowing I had a kidney deficiency, knowing the color that tonifies the kidneys is dark blue, dark black, dark blue, I can visualize with my intention 
bringing that color and that, that radiant blue into my kidneys, which is something I've been doing and that's been healing me. Mm. And that is free. All what we need is to be able to stand under our two feet. And even if you can't, you can practice it sitting and you can practice it laying down because a lot of the cancer patients in China, sometimes they can't stand and do Qigong. So they have to do laying down Qigong exercises and meditations. And it's fascinating to study with teachers that have studied in China, worked in China with hundreds of cancer patients and seeing how they heal them. Don't get me wrong when I use the word simple. When I use the word simple, I'm not, I'm meaning it in a way to where it doesn't require all these invasive um, treatments and a lot of Mm -hmm. money. Simple Mm -hmm. part of doing Qigong daily Mm -hmm. and wholeheartedly doing it and seeing the success rate is so high of it curing cancer. That's what's brought me so into studying Qigong, Tai Chi and martial arts. Mm. Well, I feel that, you know, one of the reasons that Tai Chi and Qigong is becoming more and more popular these days is because of this rise of, first of all, the collective dark night of the soul, especially the pandemic, which was a great gift for so many. And then coming out of that and and asking deeper questions, right? And people being a little more open-minded too, because everything they thought they knew went to the goddamn wind. And so what a great experiment and opportunity for humanity to realize, hey, we don't really know anything, right? So why don't we continue to keep our minds open? Because a closed mind is a stuck mind. A stuck mind is a dead mind. And a dead mind is not a mind that you can have much life with. And so for me, you know, understanding the energetics of the human being, first of all, that we are energy and vibration, right? You know, I've been fortunate enough to have a lot of experience with frequency healing and things that, you know, could be considered woo-woo. If we're looking at the specific uh, quantitative, you know, science, uh, medical approach that most of the world goes on, you know, in, in at least Western countries. That being said, though, you know, if you actually look at what's been talked about for thousands and thousands of years, potentially even longer, it's all about energy, you know, and, and it's really funny. You know, I think about this with astrology all the time too, because, you know, astrology gets another bad rep as well. Right. And, and of course there's like, you know, certain versions of it that might be a little silly, whatever. Right. But for anyone who's living today say, Oh, astrology is bullshit. It's like, Oh, so you just summed up the last 4,000 years plus, but you figured out it's bullshit. This it's never been true. And it's like, you ask these same people like, Hey, does the moon control the tide? Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. Right. And it's like, okay, so that means it has no effect on you, a water being right. Like, it's just really funny where this stuff can go. And so I really feel as though one of the things that's been gifted to humanity the past year is an opportunity to get more right brained. And with more right brain activity comes more direct experience of life and more awareness of the body. Right. And, you know, one of my favorite gong exercises is jumping up and down, like not hard, but jumping up and down lightly. And then just one, like stopping on your heels, you can feel the chi flowing around your body. It's like giving yourself a chi bath. And these things are so powerful. And again, like human beings are not meant to be so complicated. You can see the number one brain going wild, making rocket ships and all this stuff. And that's cool. But if those same people who are engineering rocket ships are eating special K for breakfast, that's when there's a challenge, right? And the issue. And and that's, I feel, what's getting corrected right now due to or because of a lot of the things that have been happening to us uh, in this in this past year. And a lot of people ultimately receiving the message from the pain teacher that's strong enough where they're like, okay, white flag, I got to figure something out. And so, yeah, I love you bringing attention to that because really being healthy is simple. 
it's it's simple in nature and it's also a little bit challenging because our food supply is so messed up because the soil and all those things but in theory health is very simple it's much more about how you feel than all the intricacies of like you know what supplements you're taking and all this stuff it's like how are you feeling about the experience of being alive if that answer is really good or good or happy or joyful then chances are anything else you do to your body is going to matter less because you really believe in your experience of life and you're giving yourself the time to explore the four doctors, you know, explore the six foundation principles and really embody those into your life. And I love that. So cool. Definitely. And, you know, you highlighted one thing, doing that gong, jumping up and down and doing, you know, one big just drop down your heels and feeling the surge of the energy, you know, and that goes to say that our body is one big tuning fork. Mm. You mentioned everything is energy. We can calibrate body, the tuning fork to where we can connect with all the different energies and create balance in our body as needed. Mm. So we have one big tuning fork and then our arms and our legs are also tuning forks. So before I got into doing medical Qigong work, I was doing a lot of tuning fork work. Mm. And now doing medical Qigong is I don't use my tuning forks at all because I realized that my hands, my arms, and my whole body is a tuning fork. And I have many tuning forks that are just innately built in. And that right there is what creates the emission of the energy and chi that you can emanate out from your hands, the palms, your feet, your body, your heart, et cetera, is fascinating. And we all have that though. We all have that built mm-hmm. into us, our own intelligence, our own tool set. Mm-hmm. We just need to take responsibility for ourselves to where we can actually access it. Once we access it, then we have the capacity and resources to where one, we can learn from the pain. Two, we can take action from the pain. Three, we can heal the pain slash cure it. Five, we can share that love and what we've learned with the world. We don't have to coach to share it. Just going to the grocery store shares it with other people because it yes. emanates from your energy field. Yes. That That's the line of health. Yes. That is a beautiful thing you just touched on. Two parts, right? The responsibility part, because for me, I like to change out responsibility for the opportunity, right? Because when I heard responsibility, like, or when I hear that, like, I go back to like, you know, my father or mother, you need to be responsible, you know, and all that. And really, like, it shouldn't have that energy to it, right? Like, it's so when you when you hop into that, right? When you hop into like responsibility and taking responsibility for, you know, your life and things like that, that can sound so like, uh, when you when you hear it, the actual experience of that sucks for about five minutes, and then it's infinite bliss on the other side of it right and and i get it for anyone listening who's like fuck i have to admit that i was wrong when i yelled at my mom or i have to admit that you know it's like yes just get rid of it as fast as possible i'm telling you the other side is so worth it right it's like if you're uh scared of a water slide and your friends are all at the bottom like just do it you're gonna love it but you can't get yourself onto the slide and get pushed by the guy right it's like once you get on there you're gonna have a blast but it's the lead up that's making it so terrifying and making it into something it's not which is a big monster and I 100% I have this funny thing that I talk about a lot with coaching that really coaching and guiding and mentoring is the most human thing that humans can do, right? That's why the people are like, why are there so many coaches? Uh, because more people are being clicked on to how human beings always are, which is to help one another and to love one another and to allow one another to transcend and enter heaven themselves. Because really, heaven is a place on earth, right? Not to quote that hilarious song, but it happens. So you know, and it's like, you know, really, I believe like the four agreements and fifth agreement says that the metote, aka the mind is 
a three-part system. And this is where all like the underworld, the purgatory and the heaven, you know, type uh, things we see in religion come from. They talk about it as if it's a place you go after you pass on. It's like, no, this is our training ground, right? This is our training camp for our souls, really. And so what I've found is that by allowing yourself to love yourself, by asking certain questions, like what would someone who loves himself do right now? Again, when I'm trying to do my fifth set and my body's giving out on deadlifts, right? And it's like, what would someone who loves himself do? I'm like, ah, shit, you know? And I I put it down. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm good for the day, you know? Because again, like I love myself enough to realize, hey, I'm kind of gassed right now and I could potentially hurt myself if I go any harder, right? And so by putting yourself first, by owning up to the things that you that you do, right? By, again, the four agreements, do your best, don't take anything personally, don't make assumptions and uh, always be impeccable with your word, right? So always try to tell the truth, always be honest with people. You're going to rise to that level of heaven. And then, like you said, when you go out into the world, you are the medicine, right? And that's what we all have the opportunity to become. And that's what I love about things that you say, things that I say, things that Paul says, things that all of these people are starting to say is, hey, we're no masters. We're just trying to teach other people how to do the same thing because life is short. Why don't you want to live in heaven, right? Like that's the only way. Vacation vibration is where I choose to be in my reality. And that does take guts, does take responsibility. And also it takes loving yourself enough to push through and find that the other side is once again, always worth it. I love that. Amen. Pain, the pain teacher is the key to your soul. It really is. It gives you yes. access to it where you have access to the gold the gold is your soul. And from the soul, we should do another podcast on biohacking time because I think I can create something really <laughs> about that. But you can biohack time. I have an explanation on it. But from there is when you can biohack time. I would absolutely love to do that. And uh, we're going to have to do another one too on uh, medicines because, you know, this brings up something very funny. And that is the subject of MDMA, right? And I'll tell you why this is getting brought up, right? Because as most people understand MDMA, it's this amazing experience. And then the week after is kind of eh, so-so, right? Let's just say. And this is how I viewed it for a long time. And like what everyone always says, oh, you know, like be careful the next couple of days. You got to take 5-HTP. You're going to be rough, you know, and all this stuff. And it's like this big thing that everyone dreads. One of the last times I interacted with and connected with that medicine, I started realizing, you know what the second, actually the real gift of MDMA is, yeah, sure, you connect to your heart like no one's business for about six hours, whatever, and you have this incredible experience. But past a certain point, especially when you've been doing inner work, you've connected to your heart before. You know what that feels like. You don't really need the medicine for that. But what always are you like, what am I looking for in medicine when I really think about it? And it, it feels even uncomfortable to say because it's like, this feels true, but yet it's never something that I want to invite him, but I'm also glad when it comes is you want the pain teacher to be able to come in and the pain teacher only really comes in if your pain is high enough that you have to pay attention to it. And what happens with people like you or I or anyone who's in the self-development world and, you know, we have a good diet, we have very clean water, we have all the things. So our pain is never as bad as it could be. Yet a week after doing MDMA, your neurotransmitters are rebalanced in a way where things are going to seem more painful. And so things that may have been on the surface that you haven't been dealing with because eh, they're not that big of a deal. Now, life is giving you enough pain that you're going to deal with it. And so I feel as though if you are able to relinquish the victim mindset of these things are happening to me, this sucks, I wish this wasn't happening to, hey, you know what? 
these things that I see now are affecting me are not worth it anymore. I'm going to offload them and say, I'm going to have the conversations, the difficult conversations. I'm going to prioritize myself, right? I'm going to stop working so much and burning myself out because I don't have any breathing room right now. You know, there's no more vices. There's no nothing when you're in that state. And so I think that's the real benefit of MDMA. And it brought it up when you were talking about, you know, this experience of biohacking time and and being able to move through life in a different way. It just made me think of that right away, because that's a way that I've chosen to biohack my medicine use. It's it's so amazing when you start cracking that code. <laughs> I look forward to discussing um, plant medicines and psychedelics with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have a lot of fun. Man, you know, this has been such a fun ride, getting the journey with you, getting the bag bro it up with you and uh, getting to riff and philosophize with you. And like we you know, we mentioned before, you know, definitely having you on for round two of this and round one on the other podcast this one time on psychedelics. It's going to be an absolute blast. We'll come bags ready for everyone listening. So we'll be going deep. And uh, I want to make sure that I give you an ample chance to plug where people can find you, uh, maybe what services you offer if you're taking on any clients this time, and anything that can help people find you online. Definitely. Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram at specialized. I think it should be specialized therapy. I actually I recently, because I'm rebranding right mm. now, I'm going to be releasing my new brand. I believe it's Dr. Ganzuk. Mm. So I mess in June, you can put that in the keynotes to confirm cool. exactly what it is. Perfect. But my website is specialized health and exercise.com. It has the services I offer, which is uh, medical Qigong energy therapy work, um, holistic lifestyle coaching, holistic lifestyle coaching for women. And then I believe I have a bio an advanced biomechanical and physical assessment where I design you a corrective exercise or high performance um, conditioning program. And then what I offer on the side, which isn't being you know shown on my website yet, is um, integrative plant medicine therapy, mm. where I integrate medical qigong energy work and uh, plant medicine work as well. Have it be bufa, various five meo DMT, San Pedro mushrooms, MDMA. And then Pure 5 as well. So those are kind of the highlights of the services I offer. And then, of course, I offer, you know, anything in addition that is going to be most applicable for that person. So I will just do soul work for a client. I'll do soul retrieval, past life regression work, kind of a variety, the whole slew of things. But I like really just focusing on the professional, personal and spiritual development side of things. Mm, I love that, man. Yeah, I can already think of a couple ways that I want to work with you. So I'm really excited, man. And, uh, you know, I have one last question that I love asking everyone that comes on because I really feel it summarizes each individual, right? And how they respond to this question, which is, if someone listening could only make one change to highly optimize their life, what would Jason Ganzuk suggest that change be? To spend one to two minutes every morning or evening doing the I am breathing exercise, which is simple. You pretty much take your right hand, you extend it out and you inhale your right hand to your heart and you say, I, and then you exhale your hand away from your heart saying M. So I am, I am. That's one thing. And then the second thing is just to write down your dream. Everyone has a dream. Even if it takes you a couple of days or a couple of weeks to figure out what your dream is, to uncover some things that have been preventing you from feeling it and knowing it, write your dream because that can really ignite and activate our soul where we can have a completely different perspective on life. So the I am breathing for one to two minutes and then writing down your, your dream. I 
Love that, man. That's so beautiful. And uh, I'm definitely going to take on that. I am breathing as well because I had heard about that. And then, uh, you know, the universe wanted me to remember it today. So thank you for that. <laughs> GI Gurdjieff exercise. Do you know who GI uh, Gurdjieff is? No, I actually don't think I've heard of them. Russian. He was a Russian professor. Oh, fact, cool. You had me at Russia. <laughs> century. So he's got some uh, really great breathing exercises to make us become conscious of our breathing in ourselves. Mm. So the IM is one technique that he teaches or was teaching a lot of his students at the time. I love that. And guys, you heard it here first. You know, upon meeting Jason at Paul Check's house, I offered him a volcano bag, like I said in the beginning. And the look in his face upon my offer was all I needed to know that Jason was not only a deep human being, but also one with a kind, passionate heart. Since meeting Jason, we have had a few absolutely epic conversations that have reminded me of how beautiful the simple pleasure of meeting another human who is curious about the mysteries of life can be. One thing I know about Jason is he is extremely driven to help as many people as he can take back their lives and improve the quality of those lives in the process. And if you tuned in today and are currently curious about improving your overall experience of life, then waste no time in reaching out to Jason to get the first day of the rest of your life started today. And also, while I've got your ear, if you've been enjoying the show, I would be forever grateful if you could hop over to iTunes and drop us five stars and leave some kind words for us as it helps us to spread the show to more and more people and to continue to bring on the best guests for your listening pleasure. Jason, thank you endlessly for what you do, for being who you are, and for being a warrior of the mind, body, and spirit. And until next time, my brother, journey well, be well, much love over to you. Namaste. What is up, everybody? I hope you are all enjoying the show, and I wanted to stop by real quick and share a little bit about our latest podcast sponsor, Freedom Builders. Now, Freedom Builders are a team of graphic designers, website creators, videographers, social media marketing experts, and coaches that build out your custom online business from A to Z. This is a done-for-you service, which means they do the work for you while you get to put your focus back on what you love most, which is coaching your clients and bringing in sales. Now, as a former online fitness coach, Mike knows where your struggle points are and exactly how to help you overcome them. This is why he created Freedom Builders, so that you can scale your business while protecting your time and your energy. Now, you guys know that delegation is a business superpower, and you can activate this superpower today by scheduling a complimentary call with Mike at freedombuilders with a Z on the end.com so you can start building the freedom that allows you to take your business to the next level. Alex and I recently connected with Freedom Builders for our Connect with Cannabis build out, and we could not have been happier with the results. With Mike and his team, they were able to go through an outline and create a personalized program for our experience, develop our brand identity, build and design a custom branded webpage, professionally edit our program video content, custom design all of our slide presentations, automate our email marketing sequences, create a seamless payment system for our offer, design unique infographics for our social media content, and guide us through our proven launch blueprint to generate organic leads through our social media. 
So if you're a coach, facilitator, or healer listening to this ad right now, and you are looking to put freedom back into your life, once again, go to freedombuilders, with a Z on the end, dot com, and book your complimentary call today. I hope you all enjoy the rest of the show, and I'm wishing you the best day ever.